to the Pinch Punch podcast, series one, episode two. I am Fen, your host for today's episode, and I'm joined here by the power of the internet with today's improvisers. Okay, first up, hallelujah, ladies, it's Angela. Say what? It's Ange. Hi, Ange. Hey, Fen, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm okay. Next up, with a name like a scouser hesitating, it's, um, uh, it's Emma. Hello. Next up, he does not like green eggs and ham. It's Sam. He am. Hey, Sam. Yo, well, what's up? Wow, that's very gangster. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh. trying something. I was trying it. <laughs> and lastly, she is murder on the dance floor. It's Sophie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So today will be the first and last episode of a brand new soap opera. Everything you are about to hear is completely improvised. Every week we ask you, the listeners, for three words, which we will then discuss and that will inform the creation of this soap opera. So today's words are from Will Tiger, uh, from Andy Dav 66 murder. And Alexandria has given us the word barista. So the words are tiger, murder, and barista. So barista reminds me of a recent interaction I had actually when I, I went up to Chester to visit my gran, got off the train, went into the Costa, went to order a cup of tea. Yeah, that's right. I don't really drink coffee. And these guys in the queue were like, hey, hey, do you know, he went to law school and I was like, all right, did he? And he was like, yeah, he's a barrister. Oh, and I was God. just like, oh my God, I hadn't, I'd barely even stepped off the train and already it was like, but I'm true. <laughs> I love the thing of baristas just purposefully getting people's name wrong. It's like, it's like a dick move, but you're, you're kind of just taking someone down a peg. I know your name's Sarah, but I'm going to write George. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> you know, right. You're like, what's your name? And you say David and they write Daryl down. I always used to be Roger when I went in, even though my name is obviously Sam. Just say, I just say obviously I'm... Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Sam obvious. We know that it's Sam. <laughs> Walk around with a big yeah, name tag saying yeah. Sam. <laughs> a tattoo on your forehead. He yeah. does have that. I used to, I used to be Roger, which was quite fun. They used to write. Well, I didn't read it like Ange. I'm not really a hot drink kind of guy, but when I did, it was Roger. What do you mean you're not a hot drink kind of guy? Yeah, whoa, what does that whoa, mean? Whoa. And also, whoa, 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 Ange never said she wasn't a hot drink kind of gal. <laughs> Let's be clear here. Uh, I love tea. I've got I think a you're in the minority ball. here, Sam. Well, you know, I'm, in, I'm in the minority everywhere. No, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I'll have a glass of water and that's fine, but I don't want the water to, like, scold my mouth. Now <laughs> I think of it, I've seen you with your Game of Thrones mug and you always have cold water in it. Oh, and God. that's weird. Like weird. mugs mugs are for, for hot drinks, surely. Famously, yeah. You know, like in Christmas and birthdays, you just get a load of mugs. You I feel like you don't a deserve a mug <laughs> if you're not going to use it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to chuckle my mugs after yeah. this. Yeah. Give them to someone who needs them. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> there are all of you out there, though. There's a, I've met a few like you, a few non-hot drinkers. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our second word is murder. Um, I think this word is best said in a 
strong Scottish accent and I when I watch a TV drama or something I love to just shout out the um, mother whenever I get the chance that's really all I watch them for when there has been a murder or just any time when when I feel a murder coming on, I'll just shout it out. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you feel a murder coming on. I feel a murder coming on here. Not my, uh, not my own murdering. But That's what like, it sounded like. <laughs> like the sort of em- empathising with what's going Murderers. on screen. Murderous, yeah. <laughs> Our I love the Agatha Christie like thing where everyone just goes to a big house for a weekend and then slowly one by one everyone dies. I love it, yeah. The um uh what's it's like my favourite book ever and I can't remember the name. Oh it's no. Somewhere on that it's exactly that. They're on the island. Oh, what is it called? And then, and then there were none. none. And then there were none. Of course it's called And Then There Were None. It's an amazing book. <laughs> when I was a kid, my parents did a murder mystery at my grandma's house in the middle of nowhere. And so from the age of about seven, I had this pathological fear I was going to be murdered. Um, grandma's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anywhere. I was like, you know, in my bed at night on my bunk beds. And I was thinking people, that people in the bunk below me trying to kill me. Um, such a sad thing to associate your grandma's house with. Like my <laughs> oh, like no, no. tea, hot water bottles. <laughs> you know though i can relate to that but because of watching terminator as a child because my dad was always like look it's just a film like get over it it's like i'm eight dad okay and this is scary and in terminator 2 there's a bit where spoiler alert where the bad terminator turns his arm into like a weapon and you know stabs this guy through the throat and so for ages I had a cabin bed and I'd lie in bed at night like moving from side to side like okay 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 just trying to like stop this Terminator 2 coming from beneath me and stabbing me in the back I think you moving around in the bed probably isn't going to stop the Terminator from killing you like that's quite a weak line of (laughs) defence that was some eight year old (laughs) it's like oh the covers are over my head so now they can't kill can't get me yeah. yeah yeah it was enough for me to believe though and i just keep moving till i passed out essentially <laughs> oh god <laughs> at which point they've already won <laughs> yeah. um murder could actually uh, also be in use for a murder of crows is that a popular oh. collective noun oh. i don't know why it's called a murder of crows it's very morbid mm, maybe because that- they look like they could murder you. They look like they could really kick some ass, don't they? When you see them, they're really clever, aren't they? They're like the most clever birds. Oh, are they? That yeah. makes sense. But you, and you said that like it, sh- they look like they could murder you. But I would, I would go so many animals before a crow. Before <laughs> I think, it, like I'd be like a murder of lions, a yeah. murder of tigers, <laughs> a murder of venomous snakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, a small black bird. <laughs> <laughs> It was, murder also makes me think of when someone says like, oh, I could murder a bit of cake. Oh, I could just murder that. And you think, like, what would that actually look like? <laughs> Murdering a piece of cake. Like, like come on. No, you and me. You and me, carrot cake. <laughs> uh, when I think of Tiger, I think of that book, like The Tiger That Came to Tea. And I think that's oh, just, yeah. that's oh, just that's a disturbing book. It's like, setting children up to have a... <laughs> it's got a Sophie in those I genuinely Aww. worry about Aww. Sophie's mum in that because like she she must be having a breakdown this tiger turns up he eats all the food he drinks all of dad's beer which is not okay and like 
it literally sucks the tap dry and we're all just meant to be like, oh, ha, ha, the mums come round. <laughs> it's like, no, they had to go out and spend money at, on a, at a restaurant for dinner that oh, night because so I tiger ate all the food. Don't even get him started on Stickman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were he's in this a world. hunk. He's like, yeah. He's a, a hunk. I fancy Stickman. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Gruffalo girl myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same author, so. <laughs> Good uh, hunks on the go there, Julia. Oh, yeah. Ooh. This is reminding me of the everyone fancying teenage Simba all Simba, over again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah that's a big women. thing. I am sorry. Wait, wait. Did you... Um, did you say everyone fancied teenage Simba? Because from my reckoning, <laughs> he's only teenage Simba for like a second of the yeah, Lion King. It's like when they're walking the along the log, best. and then he's a teenager. Yes. And they're like, oh wow, yeah, yum, hot. Yeah, and then he turns into an second. adult, and, like, and then they're like, Bye. that moment yeah. was my sexual awakening. Those three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> what was the word again? Tiger. Oh, we got to lion. 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 We covered it all. <laughs> Now, listeners, buckle in, turn up your headphones, and prepare for our completely improvised soap opera. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. It was a normal weekend when little Timmy came to stay at Grandma's house. Hi, Grandma. Hello, love. I'll just pop the kettle on. Oh, no. But Nana's got a secret. Hang on a minute. Oh, what's that noise? Oh, that'll just be your granddad. Don't worry. I'll be back. From Tesco's in a couple of minutes. See you soon. Oh, little Timmy. Oh, you've saved me from this, this garage. My my wife, she's she's turned into a metal robot. Get out of here. Go, go. Oh, no, granddad. I haven't seen you for four years. You've been there the whole time. Yes, I have, yes. I've just been living off scraps of metal in my garage. Timmy, Timmy, I can't, I can't seem to get out. Timmy, are you there? Can you hear me? Timmy's not hearing me. You can hide. You can probably outrun because she's very old, but you can escape from the Terminator. Oh, I could murder a piece of carrot cake. Coming this April. I mean, June, maybe July, August, uh, we'll find a release date. Hasta la vista, baby. And now for the main event. Man, I swear I've wiped these tables like four times today. God, talk about breaking your back for your dream or what? Hey, Katie, how's it going? Oh, hi, June. How are you? Bloody awful, actually. Bloody awful. I know, I know. It's all coming back again, isn't it? Do you, you... Know what, do you know what day it is? Thursday, I think. Do you know what the date is? The 12th of July. Must be 12th of July. You know what happened on the 12th of July? Do you know what I'm getting at here? Because it feels like you don't. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just being, trying to block it out of my mind, aren't I, June? I'm just trying to block it out. But yeah, I know, I remember. 12th of July was the day that you and George were meant to get married, I know. And it just brings back so many memories here, especially being here near the zoo. It's nearly opened. I have to 
after the fire, little Jimmy. I just, it's a lot for me to handle coming back here and I just, I just don't know what to do. Well, you're brave, babe. You're brave. You remember that? You're so brave. And little Jimmy, you know, he'd be proud of you. That cat would have been so proud of you. He was the, the best cat. I've ever seen. He was just like a tiger. He was a ferocious tiger and he would have been so proud of you. All right. He was a fighter. So, Jimmy was a fighter. Absolutely. And you know, it was absolutely tragic that we lost him in that fire, you know, at the zoo. But you know, he'd be proud of you, babe. You're doing you're living your dream now. You're the best zookeeper we've ever had, you know that. Thanks, Kat. That's really that's really helpful here because I've yeah. heard that George is back in town and I've, I've been stressing me out. I don't know if you can tell. It's really stressing me out. You can barely tell, babe. Yeah. Well, I've got your back. Don't you worry, all right? If you need me to do anything, I'm with you. Yeah. Just keep your eye out for George and just tell him to get out of town if you see him. He shouldn't have left town. Nobody leaves this town. You're right. As soon as you leave town, town. Yeah. What, what? You leave town and then you can just come back to town? No, I don't think so. That's not how things go around here. Look, I've got to go. I've got a lot to do with the opening of the zoo. It's a couple of days away. I've really, I'm really, I'm snowed under, truth be told, snowed under. But uh, thanks for this. I'll catch you later. All right, babe. See you later, June. See you later, darling. You all right, June? You okay to come help me muck out the animals? Oh, you take your bloody time. I've been doing all the tigers around here for the last bloody hour and a half. Where have you been? Well, I've been mucking out the dogs, the wolf dogs. The dogs? Yeah, the wolf dogs, like uh, like the tabby tigers, the uh, bumblebee killer wasps, you know, the unicorn. I oh, know. Have you managed to, to sort that horse out yet? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been petting the unicorn. He's doing all right. Can we just call it what it is, please? Hey, I went out and bought high-grade PVA glue for that horn. It was super glue and you couldn't get it off for a week and a half. Yeah, but now we've got one heck of a unicorn in the unicorn pen. Uh, how's, how are you getting on sourcing the lions? How's that going? Yeah, oh, well, I've, I've managed to source a little bit of felt and put it around the tabby's necks. So I think we'll be in business soon. Look at it. Look at what we've built. Mum will be so proud of us. I'm so excited. Yeah, about that, Joan. I don't know if you know, but the deeds to the zoo... They're all in my name. No, no, no it's 50-50. That's what Mum said. It's, that's her dying wish. Yeah, 50-50 to me, zero to you. That's not what she meant. 50-50 is a bit... What? No, yeah, this she, is my... She split the assets in half and then gave both assets to me. So I'm sorry, June. Why would she do that? This is, my, this is our zoo. This is my dream, my childhood dream. I, I live and breathe this zoo. I die for this place. The animals... You, you can't be serious. June, where are you going? Come back. I'm off. I'm going to sort this out once and for all. You've not seen the last of me. Don't you worry. Oh, Shirley, Shirley. Oh, it's been too long. I need you. I want you here in this zoo right now. George, don't. A unicorn's looking at me. I can't. Let them look. Oh, George. Oh, George, stop it. George, get off. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, uh, I picked up a few things when I was in Britain, you know, this accent being one of them and... You certainly didn't pick up any manners over there. Oh, Shirley, very feisty. Oh, get me all excited again. Oh, no, stop. I'm, I'm, I've come here apart from uh, to make glorious sweet love to you, but I'm here for uh, another reason. Since that horrible, fake, almost not real wedding to June a year ago to this day, I've... 
I've been looking for the right woman and I think I've found her. Shirley, will you marry me? Oh my God, George, I don't know. It's all so sudden. I mean, what about June? She's my sister and, oh, oh, George, how can I say no to you? Oh, this fantastic news. Oh, I'm going to be the happiest Australian man with a British accent that the world has ever seen. But, George, one thing. At our wedding, can I ride the unicorn into the church? You do know it's not actually a unicorn, don't you, Shirley? Why do people keep saying that? Pooing on my dreams. You know, George, I've not told you about this, but when I was a little girl, I used to dream about my wedding day. I used to dream about all the animals, my own menagerie, all in little white silken dresses, and me riding on the back of a big white unicorn. George, make my dreams come true. Well, Shirley, uh, I mean, that's quite a big ask. You said a number of dresses, like all the animals are wearing yeah, dresses? The, the dogs are wearing little dresses, the, the cats have got corsages around their necks, and the little, ah, oh, the, the little hamster's got a little ring bag. With a little ring in it. It doesn't very sound... I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect wedding. Yes, of course I will give that to you, Shirley. Not a problem. I'm going to go off and uh, I need to... Uh, well, you see, I've been doing a bit of business on the side. I've started up my own aquarium, you know, being the top businessman that I am. But maybe I'll see you later, you know. That's amazing, George. We're going to have a whole zoo aquamarine empire. All right. John. You've got a lot of nerve showing yourself around here. Katie, you know full well my name is George. How dare you? Right. And you're British now, are you? That's right. Oh. You've been away for a year and you're British. Yes, I've actually picked up this British accent. I've picked up a number of things while I was in Britain. You've got a lot of nerve showing yourself around here, George. I don't... It's, it's George. My name is George. Yeah, you've got a lot of nerve, you know, coming back into town. Say like... my name. Say my name. Say Joseph. it. Joseph. No, George. Say it. Jeremy. George. It's George. Juniper. Juniper isn't a name. It's George. Say it's my name. name. Juniper is a name. Thank you very I, much. It's not mine. It's not mine, is it? Well, it's a name, all right? Yeah. All right, Katie, just give, me a, just give me a water or something like that. Oh, here we go. Do you know what? I'm going to serve it to you in this vase, actually, George, because you don't deserve a mug. A vase? I'm sure that's against all these cafe rules and regulations. You've got a nerve showing your face around here, Jason Donovan. You, well, I'm here because I'm starting up my own aquarium to rival the zoo and I need all the money I can get. So, well, I'm going to use my power of blackmail and just remind you what happened with little whatever he was, cat Timmy the cat. You know his name. His name was little Jimmy and you keep your voice down. I was keeping my voice down. This is a, this is a, a whisper. Oh, right, well, sorry. It's obviously a bit of a loud whisper, okay? I couldn't tell. Uh, Try and right. whisper a bit more like a whisper. We killed the cat together. Right, okay, great. Now, now you shut your mouth. You oh, shut right. your mouth. You're, you're full of mixed messages, you are, Katie. You said, kill the cat. Then you said, don't kill the cat. And I killed it. I never said, kill the cat. I said, rough it up a bit. She, she needed to come to her senses, June. She needed to sort of, you know, realise how much that cat was messing with her. So rough him up a bit. Not kill him. Well, like I said, I want all the money in your cash register because I'm going to build the best, best aquarium that the world has ever seen. Right, Stephen Sondheim. We've not even opened yet. This cafe is closed. You want all the money in the cash register? There's about $10.60 in there. You want that? Fine. Have it. Have it. It's yours. Well, yeah. thank you very much, but yeah. I'll be back tomorrow. 
and I'll get the rest of it. So, so watch out, okay? Yeah, all right. Get out of here, Willie James. Get out. It's George.
After what he did to little Jimmy? He's not a bad man. He loves fish. Well, if you steal something of mine, I'm going to steal something of yours. I'm taking the horse, and by horse, you know it. I mean unicorn. You're no sister of mine. How could you do this to me? You treat me like this, and the horse gets it. Not glitter sparkle. Come back! George, I've been looking for you everywhere. All the animals are dead. That little wedding dress torn to tatters. My sister's gone on a mad rampage around the zoo. What, June? June has killed all the animals? Yes, but more importantly, she's torn to pieces all their tiny little outfits. Oh, George, this is the worst day of my life. Wait, hang on. Is, is, it, is it the worst day because the animals are dead or is it the worst day because the tiny little dresses are ripped? I've been working on those for years. The felt from the tabby cat snake torn right off. Well... I hate to say it, but it's not really your problem anymore. You see, when we got married, it actually means that I'm entitled to own the whole zoo. What? These are wedding rules. That's quite a patriarchal sort of way of getting married. Are you sure? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. I, I, there was a contract and it said, if you get married, the guy gets a zoo. It's a very weird, very weird contract that we signed, but you agreed. Was this when I was sewing the little bow ties together and you put that piece of paper in front of me? Yeah, it was just a little scrap that I added on at the end, yeah, yeah. Oh, George, you lied to me. I feel so betrayed and worst of all, my sister hates me. Oh, George. <laughs> oh, please, please don't cry. It's, it's ruining this lovely zoo day for me. Zoo day, there's dead animals everywhere, George. You're an animal yourself. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot that there were dead animals everywhere. Anyway, I need to go do some zoo stuff, get this this zoo some more animals, so get out of my sight. Literally dead animals everywhere. Quickly, come on, quickly, dig. No, right, no, get off. Get off, where we are? Well, just hurry up and dig. Come on, I need this buried treasure. Listen, Rupert freaking Everett, this treasure is mine. You take your hands off me. Go over there. Play with those little tigers, why don't you? Keep them distracted. Well, I will keep them distracted, but just remember my name is George, not Rupert Everett. And hurry up, because I need this money. I need to start up my zoo slash aquarium water world theme park. Look, I'm digging as fast as I can, all right? Now just get out of my face while I just... Right, now. Right, right. I'm running. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. Oh, you get get back here. Get, get back here. Get off me, Willie. Yeah, this is mine. Oh, oh, I'm starting to to bleed. Oh, the, the tigers are looking at me. They they look like they're very hungry. Uh, Katie, what do I do? What do I do? You run towards them. You run at them. And you run at them. Yeah, you run towards them. I've got to get this 400 grand that me and June buried back in March out of here. All right, now you you just get over there. Get over there. Uh, help, help, Shirley, Shirley, help. George, George, wait, wait. I'm great with cats. Okay. Shirley, I don't want to kiss you again. I don't want to kiss you again. What the hell? Shirley, I'm not being funny, but that's not really distracting anyone here. That's, uh... Oh, God. George, George, I'm sorry. I'm gonna tell you. I'm pregnant. You're pregnant, Shirley? Yeah, in, in the two minutes after our wedding when we consummated it before I met up with my sister June, the deed was done and I'm pregnant. I'm pretty sure that's not how pregnancies work, Shirley. Two minutes and then 
It, it's the same day. It's because you went to England, George, and your sperm came back so potent and British. Well, that's what they say. Is there any way we could have this discussion when we get out of this enclosure? Because those tigers are looking pretty hungry right now. Like, congratulations. It's okay. I've got whiskers in my pocket. Just wait right here. Whiskers aren't going to work now. You stand back or the pony gets it. (laughs) Sparkle glitter. I've got a knife and I'm not afraid to use it. You stand back. June, is is it really you? It's me. George, I knew you were trouble. Now tell me, once and for all, was it you with the fire and little Jimmy? I need to know. Well, it was actually me and Katie as well. It was both of us. Mad. Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me or I'll do it, I swear. Katie, tell her. I don't know what you're talking about, Giuseppe. You're lying to me. I can see it in your eyes. You're lying to me. Who can I trust? You can trust me, June. And you can trust me when I say... I'm going into labour! No, this isn't how pregnancies work! This makes no sense, Shirley! What's wrong with you? It's coming! My weird, weird baby's coming! That baby... (laughs) is a tiger baby! Yes, that was the first and last episode of A Murder of Tigers. I'm quite curious as to how a human woman gave birth to tiger babies. Uh, uh, I basically did a woohoo with a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and also, British sperm is makes people pregnant quicker. Have you not uh, heard that? That's a thing. Apparently it's so, definitely yeah. A thing. It's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> Might just be me then. <laughs> Sorry. There was also just a really random pile of money in a tiger enclosure. What a terrible place to keep your money. <laughs> I mean, or is it a brilliant place to keep your money because how likely is it that somebody's going to try and get your money from underneath the tiger enclosure you know (laughs) can i just ask that that final scene did that take place amongst the rotting corpses of an entire zoo (laughs) i forgot about that the tigers were still still alive and ready to go they were the only ones that were spared so much for listening we have been pinch punch and you have been listening to the pinch punch podcast if you have enjoyed the show please tell your friends and give us a five-star review on the apple store um, so other people can find this podcast you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at pinch punch impro that's improv without the v you have been listening to angela eaton as katie sophie warren as june emma lundergaard as shirley and sam ross as george ingleton <laughs> And I have been David Fenn, your host for today's episode. And don't forget to send your words in for next week's soap opera. Yes, that's right. We are back next week with a completely different soap opera. Everything you have seen today will not happen again. <laughs> we have different characters, different everything. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.